Welcome to the RAS Life, a podcast by RAS Extension. Hi, I'm Charlton. And I'm Harriet. And we're Extension Officers for the Australian RAS industry. Each week, we'll bring you a conversation that's connecting growers with research, technology and best practice. For this pre-season update, we hear from Sunrise Grower Services team, Chris Quirk, Mark Grote, Anna Jewell and Annabelle Arnold. No worries. Thank you, Harriet. Hang on. How's that to come up? Yep. Um, so I'm going to uh, throw to, to Chris Quirk uh, in a minute. He uh, obviously, you all know, Chris is our um, rail services manager and um, uh, and the agronomic ex- and ag- agronomic development. Um, so we're going to, to uh, look at basically some of the season uh, outlook coming forward. Um, I think we've got uh, spoken enough about the C21 season. Just a, a quick comment on the, the 21 season. It was certainly a challenge, um, you know, both extremes of extremely high yield and extremely low yield were experienced. Um, I think just on the back of, of um, Brian's talk and, and Malcolm and Connie's, regarding weed control and, and nitrogen management. Uh, and I think Harriet's going to talk a little bit about establishment and the importance of that in a little while. But, you know, to, to bring all that together, last season really showed that timing was everything. Um, Brian did mention talking about the planting dates and how that relates to PI. And um, certainly, yes, it is a, a game of probability and the, um, you know, the biggest chance of reaching uh, the optimum PI is why planting date is as it is, but there's also management from, uh, you know, regardless of planting date, nitrogen management, plant population and all of that put together, the management of that PI date into that first two weeks of January. So the um, certainly last year there was a, a huge yield decline where we were outside of that window. Uh, but in pretty well, certainly the last five years that I've been doing this, the um, the highest yields are always that PI date in the first two weeks of January. So just um, you know, concentrate our management so we so we get to that point. Um, so Chris is going to talk a, a bit about this um, slide you've got in front of you here. Uh, I'll pick up a bit later on and talk about some of the logistics of, uh, of seed ordering um, and um, um, and where we're looking to head over the next couple of weeks as we head into a, a promising and exciting season ahead. So, Chris, over to you. Thanks, Mark. Um, thanks for everyone joining this morning. Uh, this is a season for growing rice is looking fairly promising with uh, water allocations where they are already and, um, however, probably lacking, lagging a little bit from where we'd like to be with uh, the level of uh, water, amount of water that's in storages now with most of them either filling full or spilling. Uh, and weather forecast for the next three months for a wetter than average uh, spring, which, uh, which no doubt will be appreciated with the temperatures today and uh, uh, crops, winter crops will uh, uh, bouncing out of the ground and looking fantastic around the district. Um, and we've also got prices at a level that, uh, well, you don't really associate prices at this sort of level when uh, we've actually got crops to sell. So um, that's all very positive. And, and I suppose with with that in mind, not it's not only competing summer crops 
uh, that that uh, affect the amount of water that's available for rice. It's finishing off those winter crops, which can have a major impact on the amount of water available to grow rice. And uh, as part of my role in Sunrise, it's to give give a bit of guidance to the group on the size of the upcoming crop. Uh, and that, that usually starts around January, February of the year for the budgeting process. Um, and then we add, as we get a little bit more idea of what the season's looking like, we refine that as we go. Um, and just over the last three or four weeks, we've been asking not only grower directors, but anyone else that we're talking to in the industry um, and, and have numerous chats with uh, agronomists and uh, and chemical companies and the like around predicting crop size. Um, and over the past few weeks, we've got ranges in that crop size from 600,000 to a million tonnes and everywhere in between. So we, as Harriet mentioned there before, we thought we'd run a bit of a competition open for the uh, those people who are logging under, into the uh, these series of meetings this week and uh, and just enter in the chat forum there, the, your uh, guess for the uh, for your crop size and the winner or the nearest the pin will get a uh, a ticket to the grower of the year dinner, uh, compliments of, uh, of Sunrise. So uh, if anyone was there a couple of weeks ago at, uh, at the Malt House, uh, it was a fantastic night uh, and uh, it was a great exhibition of what uh, <clears throat> the quality of rice growers around in the district. Um, in regards to pricing, uh, the, the chairman of Sunrise, Laurie, Laurie Arthur, sent out a, a letter last Friday and also indicated at the, uh, at the AGM on, on last Wednesday. Um, that the board will give an update of the CY21 um, pool uh, a little bit closer to the sowing window in October. So a little bit more information becomes available, things firm up. Uh, as we get closer to that window, we'll, we'll be able to give a bit more of an update on that range. And unfortunately at the moment, we've, uh, <clears throat> we're not in a position at Sunrise to give a, an indication of that range for the CY22 pool at the moment. Um, and as Laurie again outlined in his letter, uh, a lot of those things that are influencing those, those reasons why we can't give much of it from a CY22 update is that the variation in that foreign exchange, the world rice prices and where those, um, probably the state of the end markets and global freight and supply chain issues that are going on at the moment are, uh, are having a major impact and uh, and there's a lot of variability and risk in uh, in all of those sort of areas. Um, as everyone be aware, we've opened and closed fixed price tonnage contracts for Rizik and VO71. Both of these contracts were really well supported uh, last week. Um, and the closure of those contracts was uh, in, in part driven to the, by the desire of the, the, the board to make sure that we ensured the opportunity for growers to have access to VO7, significant volumes of VO71 uh, in the pool. Um, 
we didn't want all of that uh, volume going into contracts. We wanted people that uh, wanted to just uh, put their rice into the pool to have access to that VO71. Uh, as we get closer to the uh, the sowing window, the seed order, seed circulars will come out on, on uh, the 3rd of September, uh, which is pretty well Friday, coming up really quickly. So that'll come out Friday with all the finer details around seed orders and uh, all the terms and conditions that are associated with that. Uh, seed orders will open on the 13th of uh, September for critical year growers and on the 14th to everyone else. Uh, we'll open a pool for all of those varieties that are up on the screen there now. Um, and that pool, as per usual, will be based around the base price will be Rizique, and then the premiums and discounts will be based around that as outlined on the screen. Um, you'll notice that we haven't got any Dungara up there this year. We're not chasing any Dungara this year. We uh, have sufficient Dungara from, from last year, and we're chasing significantly more Topaz um, this year than we have been in the past. Uh, good thing with Dungara is that the, the longer we keep it, the, the lower the GI. Uh, so we have, our aim is to keep around uh, 18 months to two years worth of um, worth of demand for, uh, for Dungara. So we've got uh, plenty of that up our sleeve. Um, VA71, there's been a, a fair bit of chat around VA71 and, and its availability. Uh, the demand for VA71 has been exceptionally high in the in the contract. Um, whether that's a relationship with people people wanting to put their foot on it and making sure they get it or not, um, or whether that's uh, it'll be just as high in the uh, <coughs> in in the pool as well. The the board's taken the the view that as we do when we release varieties from or new varieties into the system, we have to put some controls around how we uh, how we allocate that seed. The uh, VA71 in the pool will uh, limit the amount of VA71 available to each grower to a 40 initially to a 40 hectare job lot, which is based around and at 130 kgs per hectare, which is about the midpoint of the. New South Wales DPI's recommendations for all sowing types. And, um, and that'll be then a limit of 5.2 tonnes per, per order in the pool in relation to the, <coughs> to the contracting side of it. The VA71 will be worked out on the, the tonnes that you've contracted divided by your regional average of, of Rizique, your five-year regional average for Rizique, times 130 kgs per hectare. You'll be able to access more. If you've got tonnage in the, contra in the contracts already, you'll be able to access more or apply for more through the seed ordering system in the pool, up to that 40, kg, uh, 40 hectares per grower, um, and then put in an expression of interest if you are after more seed than that. Um, 
that will then be divvied out on a on a um, on an expression of interest list that we'll we'll keep here at Grow Services. So contact Grow Services to put your uh, expression of interest in. Um, and after two weeks of seed orders opening, we'll start to divvy that up if there's any available um, by that list. Uh, hopefully that makes a little bit of sense around the VA70, VA71. Um, in relation to uh, the indicative receivable plans, um, for Collie Amberley, we've, we've opened for uh, Topaz and Langy for Paddy. Um, we obviously we're chasing more of those. The Rezeke, Vian and 71 will all co-mingle. So uh, where possible, we'll potentially keep some some bins of <coughs> of those as pure, but as as the harvest ramps up, we'll um, we'll co-mingle those varieties. Um, and then also then take in topaz and langy. Uh, all from the Murrumbidgee side of it, uh, as many of those sites as possible will be the one grain type um, to maximise the efficiencies of those. And Gajildri, uh, as it was last year, will take Topaz and Langy, and Witten, as it always does, takes all the seed. So um, with Hay and, Hay and Walsh, um, Closed at the moment, pending crop size and where all the crop lines up. We can um, <coughs> we'll assess as seed orders come in whether whether we need to open any other um, depots to uh, to maximise the efficiencies of our of our system. Um, as everyone be aware, it's uh, it's going to be an exceptionally difficult year for. Uh, for staffing all of these depots. Um, significant numbers of backpackers usually assist with our um, harvest um, our harvest operations and uh, they're just not going to be at our uh, beck and call this year. Um, we've done a little bit of work and usually there's over 200,000 backpackers in country and it appears like by the time we get to uh, February this year, that could be down to around 30-odd thousand uh, backpackers in country. So uh, it's going to be a challenging time. So uh, if you know of anyone looking for work, just uh, let the team here at AGS know and uh, <clears throat> I'll try and work through that. Um, as far as seed issues, seed issues go, we'll, um, we'll look to do... Uh, have seed issued out of Collie Amberley this year um, for Rizik and VA71 at this stage, um, which again, seed issues, Mark alerted to, there's, there's gonna be a fair impact of, of the COVID uh, protocols that we're gonna have, they're gonna have a significant impact on how we operate the AGS sites, um, not just Collie Amberley, but uh, wherever we got it, <clears throat> got to pick up seed from. Um, we do run the risk of uh, shutting down sites for 
for uh, weeks on end while we get uh, deep cleaning and have, we're going to be short staffed as well. So we've got to have people on site all the time. Uh, so all of those, uh, Mark will run through a number of those uh, protocols, but it's going to be exceptionally important that you book in a time to pick up your seat. Uh, you fill in all the documentation that you need to fill in prior to arriving on site. You do your uh, your risk assessment as far as um, COVID risk goes uh, prior to prior to turning up on site. Um, otherwise, unfortunately, you will be turned away because we cannot run the risk of um, having uh, someone turn up site on site and being at close contact and closing that site. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's obviously the world we live in at the moment, so uh, we've just got to adapt as best we can. Um, but it will be important that not only the growers take this on board, but any contractors and drivers that, we, uh, that are involved in, <clears throat> in the pickup of the seed as well. Um, have any dramas, just give grower services a call at any time um, to work through any of the protocols or the, or the forms that you need to fill out. Um, but uh, unless there's any questions or queries I can help with in the short term, um, I'll hand back over to Mark. No worries, thank you. Any, uh, any queries on that? Uh, all this detail will come out in um, uh, with the seed circular, so there will be a lot of paper or a lot of uh, emails in amongst all of that. So please, um, please do read through and just to repeat a couple of things. So the, the COVID um, or seed pickup, it's it's essentially New South Wales health regulations that we're going to have to abide by. Um, as Chris said, not abiding by them and having either a, a case on site or a close contact could um, or, or will basically mean a site shutdown. Um, you know, we have two major seed distribution points at Witten and Denny, and uh, Denny's attached to the mill. So you can imagine what a seed shutdown for a minimum of two weeks will be um, at the peak of the season. So, so we are asking you to sort of, um, you know, read through stuff, fill out the required forms, um, give us a call anytime, uh, book in, and, uh, and I guess be, uh, be patient with um, what we all have to sort of attend with for the, uh, for the betterment of the industry um, and getting everything in on time, I guess. Um, and the other thing I just want to repeat, so the VA71, um, the pool will be limited to the 40 hectares. The pool is separate to the contract. So if you've already contracted some, that's not included. Um, so the pool uh, is a limit to 40 hectares per grower, not per farm. Uh, as Chris said, if you want to grow more or you're looking to grow more, put your name down at uh, when you do order the seed within a waiting list. We will call people, if there's seed left over after a few weeks, um, we will call people back in order of the, uh, the waiting list. And um, until that seed is is exhausted, obviously we've only got a limited amount of seed. This is the first time that we've bulked up, or last year was the first time we bulked up seed, um, so it will be limited. Um, but we do want to uh, get as many people as we can to to grow it, get a feel for it, get some confidence with it, 
Um, it's all looking fantastic at the moment. I'm a bit on Brian's side that I'm waiting for something to go wrong with it because it all looks great. So I'm uh, I'm hoping that it's just a pessimist little voice in me that is saying that because it does look extremely promising. Uh, and if it carries on in the paddock as good as it's looked in trials and uh, and certainly as good as it performed last season and the limited amount we had in, that um, you know that it will be a, a takeover from probably Rizik and Sherpa in the longer term. So. Uh, so the more people can get used to it, the better and um, yeah, get a feel for it and, and uh, go from the next couple of, uh, look forward to it, you know, yeah, next season. Um, just wanted to mention a few other things. So the um, the Grow Ross facility that we have, it's uh, a provides low interest funding uh, to growers for all crop inputs. It's been around for about five years, four or five years now, um, bigger and bigger in uptake. And certainly as as crop size has increased to go from a, a none or a small crop to a lot bigger crop, obviously takes a fair bit of cash. So um, so this is a way to, to help with that cash flow. I guess it's not related to your existing debt or finance structure. You don't have to put in all your tax returns and stuff to apply for it. Uh, it's just uh, against your your crop, um, your crop. It's yeah, against your your existing crop or the crop that's about to come in. Uh, it's available to critical year growers, so C twenty growers at two thousand dollars a hectare and fifteen hundred dollars a hectare for everybody else. It's open at the moment. Certainly, you can buy water at the moment. Um, give us a there's a little bit of detail around that. I won't go into right now, but uh, and. Um, um, and for all other crop inputs, fertilizer, chemical, uh, plain, whatever, can uh, can be put against it at the rate of fifteen hundred dollars a hectare. So hundred hectares, you get one hundred fifty thousand dollars to um, to put towards crop inputs. Um, whatever you've put on that on that facility will be deducted off your first payment. Um, so as I say, nothing to do with your existing debt structure. Um, and as far as applying for it is concerned, the, the bank obviously has to do its due, due diligence on you, um, uh, who you say you are and so on, and your business is who you say it is. Uh, but other than that, it's a rather simple process. That takes a couple of days for them to do that. Uh, and from that point on, it's uh, you're paid on invoicing or the dealership is paid on invoicing. Um, whichever you you choose, uh, if you're already paid, you can be you can be reimbursed with that, or you can uh, send us the invoice and the dealership will be paid direct. Um, so give us a yell if there's any more queries or uh, or thoughts on that, or you would just want some more information. The other thing I just want to touch on is seed orders will again be um, put through the GIS system this year so we wanted by the paddock um just one point is just ensure that so the the um gis should be open uh if it's not open now it certainly will be in the next day or two for the c22 season so just ensure that your paddocks are mapped correctly the most people find that the background photo has been pretty well updated it's just a google earth photo so um last year Last season, it was quite old. There's a lot of landform paddocks that um, uh, that weren't in it. So just make sure that the paddocks are mapped correctly before ordering your seed. It's a lot easier to do it beforehand. Once you've actually put a layer over the top of a paddock, it all turns a little bit messy. So um, if you need any help with that, give us give us a yell. 
We will have a webinar or a tutorial video on that just to brush up uh, 6th of September, which is this Friday, I think. Um, so we've got one at 8am, just it probably will only go for half an hour. Um, we will record it so you can watch it any time, but if you've got any questions or queries at the time, this is an opportunity to do it. Uh, and there'll be one at 7.30 in the evening as well. Uh, again, the details will be in the circular. Um, sorry, it's not this Friday. It's next Monday, I think. Um, and uh, it'll it'll be done by a bloke called Alistair Clark, who's doing a fantastic project with us um, on uh, oh, basically predictive analytics, but we'll, you'll hear more about that in the future. He's a rice grower's son from down in Finley, so he's got the, uh, the practical side of things as well. So... Um, so uh, yeah, please join in if you've you've got any queries or thoughts on that. Uh, as Chris said, the seed orders will open up 13th, 14th of December uh, of September. Um, there won't be any limitation or time on timing. Uh, if you want to get your seed and and store it, to make sure you've got it and you're all organised, that uh, it'll be open. But just remember those protocols and certainly booking yourself in. Um, and just a, a point, your agro can have access to your MapRice Map account. Um, all we need is their email address and permission from you. So um, just a, a simple email from you is, is all we're chasing uh, with their email address. All that they get to look at is your, your map. Uh, they can edit that map if you allow them to. Um, there's, there's different criteria that. And they can they can put input as in they can you know talk about fertilizer chemical any scouting they've done and so on within that as well. They don't get to see anything else in your grower portal. They only get to see that uh, that map. So and uh, and adjust that accordingly. Uh, any queries, thoughts on that? Questions? Um, Harriet, I'll be guided by you. I've uh, you my time limit. Yes, so you have two minutes to get through your next stuff. Right. All right. I'll quickly uh, I'll quickly talk about the whole grain. Um, so just just going back from last season, it um, most you would have had your appraisal by now with an exceptionally high whole grain yield for this season. A reflection of a very uh, very um, mild drydown period and obviously a slow drawn out harvest. The average harvest was over nineteen percent moisture and it showed in, in whole grains. Some of the low whole grain results were more a factor of green grains uh, than low moisture, um, except for the very odd Haydoff area. So, um, so an excellent result for whole grain. Just on that whole grain side of things, some of you would have seen in the testing station this year a little machine that we've, we're trialling. Uh, it's called Paddy Vision. It's invented by a bloke working with AG, AGS, uh, by the name of Dr. Mark Talbot. Um, it's a, it's a world's first. It's quite an amazing unit. It uh, essentially looks at, so we, we line up um, uh, your, your rice, wet rice at the testing stand out of the truck on that little tray that's flashing there on the right through a series of, of lights um, shining underneath and over the top at various angles and, and photos being taken. It picks up cracks in the grain. So you'll see that, uh, that grain on the on the top left there, uh, where that light definition is, that's a single crack. 
And the one in the middle there where that light, light definition again is a double crack. So you can see the, the two distinct periods of light um, or distinct shades of light. And the, the bottom one is a, is a whole grain. And then what it does, it counts up the amount of single cracks and double cracks and, uh, and puts a little colored square around them that, um, that, that you can see the flashing light. And then gives a percentage of how many single cracks, how many double cracks, does actually read whole grain chalk and everything else, but it's the cracking that um, that we're sort of concentrating on at the moment. Um, ultimately, we want that correlated back to whole grain. That correlation is still being worked upon yet. Uh, but next season, the aim will be to actually give you real-time feedback by the truckload at the testing stand and um, just to, to concentrate on where that quality is and uh, or to, to give you an indication of grain quality from a whole grain point of view. Uh, the beauty of this is is tested by the truckload and gives you real time feedback. So you know, compared to a couple of thousand aggregated samples, uh, where you get your results three months later, basically, uh, you know, we're looking at fourteen, fifteen thousand truckloads last year, and uh, and you get that feedback as a well, basically on your chip or as a text as you did this year. And um, and you can put some relevance into it, saying, okay, well, yes, I'm in a green bay, or yes, this is hate off, or or yeah, I'm stripping 12% moisture, um, or there's a reason this is so exceptional. So, um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, that's the aim for for um, for next season with uh, with this. And I'll probably put up there, Harriet. Right, thank you, Mark. Does uh, anyone have any questions for grower services while we've got um, Mark on the line? Um, I will also actually introduce um, Annabelle Arnold. She's also on the screen if, Annie, you want to give a wave. And, um, yeah, just reiterate when, when Mark was talking about um, yeah, the importance of the GIS system. And he's been ringing a lot of people and is this year going to really encourage growers to input their data into the GIS system and you'll be starting to meet, well, hopefully face-to-face -face soon, but um, get to know Annie um, over the next year or so. And um, Annie's been with Sunrise for the past two years, I think it was. Uh, she's been on the phone to a few of you and she's based at the moment at Old Corey in Rappel, but... Um, You'll hear from her in the next coming season. Um, anything you want to add, Annie? All good, right? Oh, actually, I'll add just a, just a little bit on that. Um, so Annie has been ringing people around. We, we've collected a lot of data on roughly you know forty percent of the crops that we have, uh, with the aim of of looking at some baseline data around particularly nitrogen use and water use efficiencies. Um, for at this moment in time, but looking at the whole sustainability um, side of things, greenhouse gas emissions and so on, you'll hear a lot more about that in the future. Some of you have been involved with that from word go. Um, so we'll get that feedback to you as soon as we can. Um, but I think we have spent, or any particularly, has spent a, a huge amount of time on the phone. Um, anyone who's put this data into the GIS system, it makes it so much easier uh, to just collate that data and, and put it together. We're looking at it from an industry perspective point of view, not necessarily at, at the individual, um, but we can certainly drill down to individual if, if you want. But an, as an industry, where we're heading and what we can do with that industry data to feed back to you and to uh, you know, improve our system as an overall industry is, is our ultimate aim with it. So um, 
Um, you know, yes, we love talking to you on the phone. It's fantastic. And he thoroughly enjoys every day that she's talking to you on the phone. But um, but uh, but having that within the GI system is uh, is certainly a lot more powerful. Please rate, review or subscribe or share it to social media as this gives our podcast more exposure and we can share it with the wider industry. Until next time, have a rice day.